right so first of all i wanted to say welcome back to this episode of deja vu this is going to be a small mini series that we're going to be running where we take black creators and we invite them onto our show to highlight a film made by black artists that they really love so we're going to give them a chance to really talk about these movies and also at the end of the podcast they're going to be able to highlight their own work their artistic endeavors or just other things that they really love dope was released in 2015 and was written and directed by rick femoria and it stars shamik moore as malcolm Kiersey Clemens as Diggy, one of his best friends, Zoe Kravitz as Nakia, who is Malcolm's love interest, ASAP Rocky in his first film appearance as Dom, the kind of villainous but lovable drug dealer, Tony Revolori as Jib, Malcolm and D- Diggy's other best friend, Chanel Inman as Lily, Roger Guinevere Smith as Austin Jacoby, otherwise known as AJ, who needs to give Malcolm a good letter of recommendation in order to get into Harvard. Forrest Whitaker as the narrator. This film was executive produced by Pharrell Williams and Sean Diddy Combs. And really the soundtrack of this film, which a majority of the songs produced by Pharrell, is amazing. Four original songs were from the fictional band Oreo, and other tracks include Rebel Without a Pause by Public Enemy, The World is Yours by Naz, The Humpty Dance by Digital Underground, and Home is Where the Hatred is by Jill Scott. And something that's really awesome about this film is that the three characters, as Watson is going to talk about, are very focused on geek culture, and 90s hip-hop culture. As I said, this premiered in 2015 at the Sundance Film Festival, and after its premiere at the festival, six studios were giving offers for the film to be distributed, but it ended up being distributed by Open Roads Films. It had a budget of $7 million and was a financial success, making a box office of $18 million. There is a 103-minute runtime, Two things that I thought were kind of fun about this movie before we get into the interview. Bitcoin, which was a very important aspect of the film. It acted as what the children were using, not children, I guess they were teens, what the teens were using to get rid of these drugs. They were selling it on the internet using cryptocurrency in order for it not to be traceable. Was actually used to purchase tickets for this movie. I think in 900 theaters, they were accepting Bitcoin, which is the first time this has ever happened, in order to buy a ticket to see Dope. And I also really laughed at one of the jokes about Casey Veggies. It was between Malcolm and AJ among the first time they met, talking about CDs and Amazon. And if you actually look at the Dom's birthday party scene, which incites all of these incidents, you see Casey Veggies is performing on stage, which I thought was really fun. Dope centers around three friends trying to get rid of a buttload of drugs and doing so, as I previously stated, with cryptocurrency, as their main character and our protagonist, Malcolm, is trying to get a good recommendation from an alumni to go to Harvard. It's three children who are really out of their element and out of the box, but are grinding in order to get rid of this mix-up that happened. I'm really excited to have you here, Watson. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself before we begin talking about the film that you chose? 
So I'm a senior graduating from Ithaca, and I'm going to be graduating with a bachelor's in computer science, and one of my minors is animation, originally from the Bronx. Awesome. So, Watson, what movie did you choose to talk about and why? The movie I picked was um, from 2015. It was a film starring Shamik Moore, the director Rick Famuyiwa. I believe one of his credits was um, Brown Sugar, which I think is I think is a film that's um, popular in the black for black audiences. I mean, I personally expertise in black cinema is not is very is very is kind of lim- kind of limited. I know for a fact that Brown Sugar is one that pretty sure Brown Sugar is pretty pop is um pretty popular in black cinema. So yeah, and that one has Tay Diggs, which who I really like. But yeah, I really love this movie. So why did you choose to pick Dope? I was mainly picking um Dope because I was thinking about films that spoke to that spoke to me and just my background. Originally, I would have gone with um, it was between Dope and like two other movies. One one was another film called um, Fresh. Yeah, Fresh from 1994, stars Samuel Jackson and um and Sean Nelson, directed by Baoz Yakin. And the third film I was leaning between was um, A School Days by Spike Lee. I mean, I saw. Fresh was a movie I only saw back in like high school from my um so think about revisiting it again and see what it fit what it spoke to me because what spoke to me about it school days was a, another movie mainly because I haven't watched a lot of um Spike Lee films but eventually I just jotted down to dope mainly because it spoke to me more and just my um high school experience so that's the that's awesome. Yeah, I love School Days and John. I think Giancarlo Esposito is in both of those movies. But um, when did you see Dope for the first time? Was it on streaming services? Was it in theaters? Did it just come out? Or I was pretty sure it was um like a two like two years ago on um, Netflix. Watched it mainly because I at the time I it came out earlier, but I never got to watch it. And mainly what draw what drove me to watch it was hearing two hearing two critics that I that I listen to a lot. They're on they're on this podcast called Double Toasted and they and there was a lot of um elements about the film that I'll elaborate into later that made me think that I should check this out. Also it was um starring Shamik Moore who at the time that I at the time I noticed him, he was on he was on the get down on Netflix. So it was interesting to see a young a young black actor who was, because I imagine you saw him in a lot of other things. He was in, he was in, um, he was in this movie. He was in The Get Down, as I mentioned. He was also in Spider Verse. So he was doing very well for himself. So yeah, I I really like Shmeek Moore. I think he does really great voice work with Miles Morales as well. And I like The Get Down. That's funny that you mentioned Double Toasted because that's how I found out about this movie too. I love that podcast. Um, really? I love Corey. Yeah. But a big part of this movie, um, the three leads, Malcolm, Diggy, and um, Jib, all are like these proud geeks. And they really focus on geek culture and 90s hip-hop. Was that something that really kind of resonated with you? Or like you said, it reminded you of your high school experience. Could you go into that a little bit? Yeah, so I went to school in what was the South, 
in what was the South Bronx. And when I say it really spoke to me, it's, it, it's because I really had that experience with me and my own group of friends. They were, we were black, um, we were black, we weren't, we weren't, um, too, we weren't, say, um, over the top nerds. Like, say, if you were, if you think of a black nerd in like culture, you would think maybe Carlton from Fresh Prince or, um, Steve Urkel is just the, it's just the element that we were into what was, we were into things that, um, that wasn't stereotypical of young black men. So some of my friends played sports, but we didn't, but, but they weren't on any team. They weren't on any teams, had a common interest in just anime and video, video games and stuff like that and on movies. And it was interesting seeing that displayed on the screen because the bully that um, Malcolm Jimmy Moore's character run, runs in, is running from in the, and when I saw that is that I knew a couple of kids that were like, that were, it's like he reminded me of a couple of kids in my um in my class who were like who were like that. Seeing how and seeing how um how Malcolm adjusted to Malcolm adjusted to how they're described as being into I don't I want to curse just some white white ish stuff like how the narrator described it like all the things that I described my friends as being into is just that struck out to me a lot. Was Malcolm then the person that you really related to the most out of that trio? Yeah, that was, yeah, he was um pretty, something that I really connect to a lot. And I think it was also just that I was already, that I was, al- that I already liked Shamik more from the get down. So it was easy to, easy to get behind him as a character. And it was also kind of um interesting and ha- when you see them in this, when you see them at ASAP Rocky's party, he was, um, how they were kind of not adjusted to the um partying scene, so that was um so that was um also a, another thing that struck me a lot. So, and were there any? I know you talked about the party, and you talked about the Keith Stanfield's um bully character. I think you talked about those. Were there any other moments in that film that really connected with you, like or any other writing bits, the way people talked, or the like interest in certain pieces of culture i know you talked about like anime anything else that really hit you one thing i kind of realized a bit was i it could easily just have been nothing it was um is um asap rocky's character when he was talking when he and um tiger were talking about we're talking about drone warfare for a bit it was a it was a small tip to it i can't can't necessarily remember but um it sounded like they were trying to make him a bit socially con- conscious, which was a bit more than you would ex- more that you would expect from first glance from a from a thug. I don't know if that struck out to you, struck out to you when you saw that, or it could have just been me thinking about something. No, for sure. I really liked that bit because it showed that he was really politically engaged, and I also liked how ASAP Rocky's character Dom constantly talked about the slippery slope fallacy. Um, I thought that was a really interesting bit to put in and it shows that there's like this element of which I'm going to ask you about in a little bit like sex education and like the idea of really being conscious there was something that um I found pretty pretty interesting it was also um just a I mean just to um just a rapid fire real quick it's just um the talk Malcolm had with his guidance counselor just talking talking about how oh you're from basically a bad part of um Los Angeles of the Los Angeles neighborhood, and he expected to go into any 
expected to go into Harvard. That was something that um, struck out to me only because, well, I was from the South. I'm from the South Bronx and my, um, my, and the school I went to, even though we were from the South Bronx, which was, which was not the most flattering place for, for, um, for students, for, for say, Harvard potential students to go to or come from, it was, um, they made a big, our, my school made a big effort to give us, to look into inner city opportunities so that we'd have, so that we'd have, um, criteria that would make us, that would make us a lot more favorable under evaluation for, from college applications. So, so that just stuck out to me as how the guidance, how guidance counselors and like basically set a low expect, a lowered expectation for Malcolm. Another thing that I picked up was um, when I went to um, Jacoby's mansion and they met his kids, you could feel in some, you could see in some parts of their dialogue that there was a, some dichotomy between them because you because you saw the son how he was trying to trying to appeal to their to Malcolm and his friends through his music even though it felt like he was just projecting an image of himself as a for as a biracial as a biracial kid not being entirely and not being entirely steeped in in his blackness and how there was another thing with his sister how she took how she was trying how she was seducing Malcolm, there was a way in which she was trying to, she was trying to get with some, she was trying to get with a Malcolm, assuming he was, assuming he was a dealer, as if it was another way of her, um, another way of her trying to project to her, to her identity, because she was, because she was a little detached from her blackness. Um, I mean, that could just been something that I came to, or yeah, no, I 100% agree, and you could definitely feel that, but I definitely felt like what you were saying, and I think that dichotomy really works well, and it's not to slap you in the face either, you know? Yeah. But the film really focuses, and what you were talking about just right before with, like, your school, focuses on this post-secondary education, and we obviously met at school at college, and this film came out around the time that we were both applying for schools. What do you feel that it's really saying about the push for post-secondary education here between both Zoe Kravitz's character trying to get her GED to go to college, and then obviously Shamik Moore's character, Malcolm, really pushing to go to Harvard? Well, I think it really comes to head when it talks at the very end when um you're talk when we have Malcolm writing his essay and see and he's just writing and he's just um writing the dichotomies of his own care writing the dichotomies of his own character and just seeing that and just seeing that manifest you see how you see that as a, a sort of rebuttal to his guidance counselor in a way because he comes from one not the most um flattering like flattering place and he um kind of admits to not to being with the wrong crowd but then he on the second hand he's on the uh, on the second hand he mentions his credentials and he meant his credentials and his academic prowess and he just um and he mainly and he uses that and the very and the very end the question the question comes he brings up the question of his own of his own race and sees and and insides and just leaves it there and just um leaves that and then he just leaves and you can see and you can see how that's ma- that's mainly a rebut a rebuttal in a way so 
I mean, what I just talked about that you can you can think about that, and I think there's also an element you could take from in the in the very first in the conversation that that um, Malcolm has with um Zoe Kravitz's character Nakia, I think it is. So see um see um how they talk about at one point um Malcolm talks about how he's not how he's tired of hearing people say what he what he should or shouldn't be, and he talks about. And then he questions Nakia's um Nakia's choice in men, and then he and then he brings up the question is you shouldn't settle for what's expected, and that's the and I think that's and I think that's something that you could that that connects back to that to the to his rebuttal in his um letter letter at the end. I think that's a really great moment too. Like, it shows a lot of character development there, especially because he later has that confrontation with her. And then I guess you already talked about um, that final monologue, which was really powerful with Malcolm's personal essay. And you talked about the dichotomy and duality there. That was really great. So I guess the next question I have is, what does pop culture and film representation mean to you? When you say representation, you mean as in just um seeing seeing uh minority faces more minority faces in film i mean representation on all fronts like you talked about how you really connected to this movie due to the like quote-unquote geek culture so i mean representation kind of throughout like when you get to see yourself whether it's through interests or um could be through race could be through sexuality you know it really just um contributes to to interesting takes on story interesting takes on storytelling that we don't normally don't normally see as much film representation means to me is just a lot it's just a it allows you to see a bigger pers- a, a different perspective on because i could because it could easily just be me not it could easily just be me not um broadening my scope because i didn't because i didn't think i would see much um representation of a of a of intellectual black men as a in intellectual black men as it as it did with um here with um Malcolm as a character Malcolm as a character because I could because I could easily be taking this term out of context because one because one thing that I've because one thing that I've learned in in the black community is a is a term called educated lame and an educated lame is base basically a is basically the opposite of what of what you think of what you think a stereotypical black man is is just a edge it's just some a black man who's more concerned with some with his educate more concerned with education as opposed to as, as as opposed to doing what is stereotypical stereotypical um actions that you would that you would prescribe to black men like being involved in crime being absentee father all those things all those things and it's just struck out to me because i don't because I didn't think that being a black man and being intellectual and being an intellectual black man and being being lame should have to be ex- should have to be inclusive of those things because it's because it's another thing when it's because another thing when the the movie itself brings brings up when the movie itself the narrator outlines what is white whiteish things that which is which all pertains to Malcolm and his friends, basically bringing it because that's a term that's popular in the black community, and it just seems that do we have to 
associate black men with them. Um, we have to associate black men being intelligent with whiteness, and it's something that um really that struck that struck out to me for like the longest time because it's because re- it's really because bu- it's kind of. Bu- I think it was a really really good answer. I really appreciate it. I guess my I have a couple questions left. So on a scale from zero to five stars, what would you rate this movie? From zero to five, I would give it. I would give it maybe four. Awesome. And finally, do you have anything that you want to promote? It could be anything you've done, or movies and TV shows you really like, video games, whatever you want to promote. Your work, other people's work, whatever. So basically, you can. So for me in particular, you can basically find my art. Basically, find my art on my Instagram page, which is Instagram slash Law and Arts, just for a promotion of people th- of people that I follow. There's a man called um, Marcus the Divi- Marcus the Visual. He's on Instagram as well. He makes amazing art. He's mainly just done comic book art, and sometimes he does a lot of um art that's mainly. I mean, he has this um own comic. His is called um Tuskegee Airs. It's um Basically, it's his take on the um, Tuskegee Airmen in a comic book form, and he's and he's done a lot of other things. He's on Instagram and um, Facebook, Marcus the Visual or Marcus Williams. Just um, because he's someone he's someone who really inspires inspires me as an artist for the most part. As for um shows and um movies on Netflix is um on Netflix if you if you're the type of person who's trying to get friends. Who's trying to get friends in the anime? I highly recommend you watch um a show called Little Wish Academia on Netflix. It's I usually say that it is the show that you sh- is the show that you give to people who have never watched anime before. It's mainly if if Disney did an animated Harry Potter show. There's another show if you want to support if you want to support more stories starring minorities. There's a on Netflix. There's um Seis Manos, three Latino siblings who study study martial arts and fight uh and 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 fight what is um dark dark magic brought on by by mobsters yeah that's me that's mainly what i want to promote awesome thank you so much and could you spell your instagram handle for us so yeah it's l-a-w-a-n-d-a-r-t-s thank you so much Thank you again, Watson, so much for being here and talking about this movie with me. I had a really good time, and I hope that things go well and that you finish up and job search goes perfect. I'm hoping that everyone will come and check out your Instagram. Yeah, Um. one thing on the representation with my dad. Yeah. I wasn't sure if there's going to be a diversion, if anything, because um, when I think of a re- representation, I think of one thing that came to mind was like, the show Avatar on Nickelodeon is that on the surface it could be a goody kid show, but if you really look at just how they made the world building in a way, you realize just some how all the it real you realize just how all the nations are based on like various Asianic cultures, and you realize because jumping deep into it real quick, it's like you have this villain who's running a fashion basically a fascist regime trying to trying to suppress freedom by kill by killing killing our main protagonist who is pretty much the Dalai Lama and that is something that really happening in in um culture right now with um imperial with um current day China trying to 
current day China's relations with Tibet, and you really think about, and you really stop and think about, oh, the creators really thought about how how these cultures how these cultures mess and how they blend into like real world topics, and that's kind of what um represent, representation stands out to me because um if you really think about how cultures are represented, you can you can display them in a way where it becomes where you come up with um interesting storytelling if that makes sense. Yeah, I was I was like, oh, I hope he talks about Avatar because I know that you really like that movie, that show. But awesome, yeah, for sure. Thank you so much again for speaking with us. I really appreciate it. Yeah, glad I could be here. Okay, isn't Watson great, everyone? Yeah, he's amazing. So I just wanted to before we go once again highlight Watson. He's awesome. Check out his Instagram. He's fantastic. And I want to thank everyone for listening. I'm very excited about this series. I'm excited for the people we're talking to and the movies we're talking about. Once again, a great big thank you to Watson for speaking with us today so eloquently about Dope. I hope that you guys learned a little bit more about this movie, and if you haven't seen it, you'll go check it out. And I also hope that you guys come back because we will be talking to Reese Washington about American Sun. And it's an exciting and really interesting and informative conversation that I hope that you all hear. Thank you guys so much. Be kind to each other. Be kind to your neighbor. And you'll hear from me next week.